Welcome back to the fifth episode of our little mini clips. These are 20 minutes or 15, sometimes 20, 22, 23 minute journeys through the Rambam. We're doing them bite sizes, small pieces. People are very busy, but obviously it means we're going to take a bit longer to get through certain things. Now, where we're up to is this, let's just try to put ourselves, he's, this is all still the introduction, right? But there's many foundations being already laid, laid down subtly in the introduction. And last time we explored the fact that Rambam early in life had, had an ambition to write two pieces of work, a book of prophecy and, and a book also of explaining the Midrashim, the, the rabbi, the rabbinic writings. And he'd failed and he discovered that he cannot do it. He cannot write this book. And instead he's writing the guide. But in particular, the first section of the guide is addressing many of the things he would have done in those books. And although the guide ultimately is to take us all the way on the journey as deep as we can possibly go in Yudhiyas Hashem in knowledge of God, nevertheless, the first section is primarily around clarifying terms because that's the substitute for actually going through each of these and explaining. And the reason is because if I just try to explain to you, says the Rambam, kind of a teaching the rabbis give in a very cryptic way, I understand they can't teach it to you all at once because you have to through flashes of lightning because otherwise you, pr you project the wrong interpretation onto it. So I then start teaching it to you a little bit and then I also hide stuff, but then I realize that's just as confusing for you. So instead, he's picked this new way of going through really 70-something chapters, the most of which are going to be defining terms. And hopefully you can start to pick up lots from that principle. Avomamazer, we're in the, in the Rav, Masa Rav Kuk uh, version, page test, ninth page. Avomamazer, but this writing, Ari Dvorena, by the work in it, in Misha Nisfalsa, is somebody who's had philosophical training. That means, in those days, basic sciences, maths and logic, as well as some physics. Commissioner's Garati, like I already explained, has known the true sciences, right? But also is an imam in, believes in Torah. Novel for being a name, and therefore has the confusion. The primary cause of which is words in the Torah that actually have multiple meanings, where you naturally would get the wrong, choose the wrong meaning. And we're also going to include, however, uh, chapters. So you have loads and loads of chapters that go through one term after another term after another term. So for example, or it raises some point that is related to something that is important to another chapter to do with one of these words that can mean different things. Or what I'm really doing, says the Rambam, is a chapter that doesn't look like it's dealing with a particular word, but really it's giving you an idea that will help you understand the particular word, but I don't want to explain that word right in that chapter. So you can begin to see however much this on the surface is a book where it doesn't appear to have order, the Rambam is telling you it's actually got incredible levels of order, but not order that will strike you automatically is what the order is. And of course, that's what you'd expect because this is not a subject matter where the human brain is immediately prepared to grasp it correctly. And therefore, it, even the journey of getting you the flashes of lightning has to go in a particular way. Or it perhaps will help uh, understand one of the analogies. Or it will explain to you why you must interpret a certain section of the Torah as an analogy. In the Rambam wrote this, he was going through his whole work and clarifying uh, and going through all the possible options as to what, uh, what one of these things might have done. 
or it covers Inyanim Flam wonderful things. Or because of the way we think about things through words in the Torah that you can read wrongly, therefore you're led to a philosophical conclusion that's also wrong, and therefore he has to clarify that. Or by thinking something is meant as an analogy is really the actual thing it's teaching. And now that I've explained to you the importance of analogies when they occur, particularly in the writings of the prophets in the Nevi'im, and particularly in the writings of the rabbis, now I want to give you something else. Now, of course, based on everything the rabbis just said, this thing is not just, oh, by the way, I happen to be here. This is exactly where he wants us to be. And that's what we'll always be. Whenever he says, oh, I'm taking you down this like seeming dead end, oh, that wasn't the goal of this chapter, then it means, but you needed to know that exactly here. To understand, the key to understanding everything any of the prophets say, and also to know the pathway to getting the best grasp we can of HaKadosh Baruch the creator of the universe, is to understand the metaphors the prophets use. Remember, in the Torah, it's not really going to be metaphors, but in the prophets it is. And to understand the way they speak. Right? This is what the Novi himself, the prophet himself in Hosea says, in the hand of the prophet, I will an impression will be created in me. Right? Where in, in Yechazkel, it says, in Yechazkel, in Ezekiel chapter 17, Yudzayin, says also, give the riddle and use the analogy. Since the prophets are completely, constantly using analogies and metaphors, Right? So the prophet says, ah, they all just assume, I just am a poet who likes to make up nice metaphors and stories and, and analogies. Right? It's exactly how Shlomo Melch himself, King Solomon, opens up Mishnah, opens up the book of Proverbs by talking about this, the importance of understanding Mishalim, of, of analogies and, and chidos and riddles. Amr of Medrash, the rabbis write in the Medrash, Lama, what were the words Torah like? Before King Solomon came, you couldn't grasp Torah. Why? They were like waters that are so deep that a person can't get down and drink them. What? Because there's a rabbinic analogy for what King Solomon did. What did a wise guy do? Tied rope to rope, or Mashiach to Mashiach, one tying the equipment to another, a dollar of shasa, and then put a bucket in and was able to get all the way down and draw the water all the way up. That's what King Solomon did. So he's got one analogy leading to another analogy leading to another. Till he got to the depths of Torah. That's what the rabbis themselves say, right? This is in a Medrash Hashem Rabbah. And what they're telling you therefore is that the whole book of Proverbs, and, and that's true of lots of rabbinic writings, are using metaphors and analogies where you've got to carefully trace an idea from one to the other to the other until you pick up the big picture that they're building. And this, by the way, is really, really important. Whenever you're learning Chumash or learning anything with Midrashim, with Rashi, with, with anything, you've got to listen out. Are there unusual terms, keywords, actually in the text of the Chumash that they're pointing out to you, or even that Rashi is dropping, or certainly the Midrashim are dropping? They're often painting pictures, painting, 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 and then it all adds up somewhere, right? And that is, generally speaking, the Rambam's giving you a huge key here to learning anything in the deep Jewish works, whether it's the prophetic works, the Nevi'im, or whether it's the rabbinic works, the Midrashim. This is like a piece of gold. For any Choshev Shedama 
אחד מבעלי הדרס, השם של ויתרון הרמוז עליהם כאן, אשר ביקש עצת להבינם על ידי אבונס עניינים ממשלים, הם דינסיס סוכו ולולוב. נוגדס גונה חושב שזה כמו ההלוכוס של מקיימת סוכו ולולוב. ודין ארבע שוימים, או הלאומים של שלושה גורדים, ובאריס טייפס, ובאריס טייפס, ובאריס טייפס, ובאריס טייפס, ובאריס טייפס, ובאריס טייפס, Right, so he didn't need King Solomon to give you loads of analogies to understand the laws, the halachas, is to understand the hashkofas, the, the picture of how to come close to Hashem. V'shomam Rabbonon, Amri Zeh, who ma'abed selah, amar godis b'seich b'eseh, a person loses, like an analogy of a person loses some coin or jewel inside the house. Atshu madlik p'sila b'isur, moitzeh samar godis. Right, to light something, and then he can find the jewel. Kach ha-moshul ha-zeh e'na klum. Alidei ha-moshul. So the analogy itself is no good. The analogy itself helps you now to change your brain so your brain can understand some principle in Torah. Understand deeply that what they're saying is the secrets of the words of Torah. They are like the Jew. And the outer layer of an analogy, if you talk about a king and a prince and a this and a that, that itself is meaningless. It's like the thing you've got to light to get the fire, right? And the secret is like somebody who's lost a jewel, in their own house, right? It's in your own home. This is there, it's sitting in front of you, but you can't see it. There's too many things in the way. It's there, it's sitting in front of us. This idea of depth of Torah, it's actually right in front of our noses, but we ourselves don't have the equipment to see it. Right, we don't have night vision. It's like it's away from us. It may as well be something that's completely far away, but actually it's right in front of our nose. Until the light is lit up. And that's what the analogy does. The analogy then creates a light. Oh, I get it. There's a relationship between this and this. Oh, suddenly I can understand what's going on over here. And so that's what the rabbis are doing. They don't get lost in the, in, the, in the literal meaning of the words. Use it as a light that will shine a light on something else. And that's the thing we're trying to get. We'll finish with one last piece. No, that's what we'll, we'll stop there today. I think we've done, we've done quite a lot already today. So this is unbelievable. The Rambam has already given us a key to understand. By the way, he's saying this already about things like Mishle, the book of Proverbs, or, or even the prophets. It, the prophecies are things you have to work on And, and certainly the analogies of King Shlomo Melch and certainly the analogies of the rabbis are like layers of the bucket that allow you to eventually get into the secrets of the Torah itself. They're all portals into the Torah. There's nothing we're ever learning that's not in the Torah. You know, they say about the Vilna Gaon in the last few years of his life, he only had the Chumash in front of him. He, he learned everything, but he could see it all there. So that Rambam was really saying that's true, that that's, everything is there and it's actually in front of us. We just need the, the secrets the rabbis are giving us to grasp. And ultimately it's all that we're going to see. It's the journey to the knowledge of the creator of the universe. Okay, we'll stop here for now and please go and carry on very soon.